1973, five young people in a Volkswagen van ran out of gas on a farm road in South Texas. Four of them were never seen again. The next morning, the one survivor, Sally Hardesty Enright, was picked up on a roadside, blood-caked and screaming murder. Sally said she had broken out of a window in hell. The girl babbled a mad tale. A cannibal family in an isolated farmhouse. Chainsawed fingers and bones. Her brother, her friends, hacked up for barbecue. Chairs made of human skeletons. Then she sank into catatonia. Texas lawmen mounted a month-long manhunt but could not locate the macabre farmhouse. They could find no killers and no victims. No facts, no crime. Officially, on the records, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre never happened. But during the last 13 years, over and over again, reports of bizarre, grisly chainsaw mass murders have persisted all across the state of Texas. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre has not stopped. It haunts Texas. It seems to have no end. to the nightclub where we are the ones who are bringing it all down bring it down bring it all down bring it down to hell lord bring it down. <laughs> i'm the fucking guy that travels through tunnels full of lights that are just so just so many lights i'm, I'm tibu amazed by the amount of lights in 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 the fucking caverns and uh, fuck what's the name of that place texas battleland yes yeah yes. yeah i'm travis maxwell boone here tonight with Rick the prick. Bright lights, <laughs> big titties. I want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking A. And of course, rounding out. Um, Grindhouse Zombie, a.k.a. Lefty, a.k.a. Bring it all down, Lord. Bring it all down to hell. Yeah. He just wants it to be brought down, cuz. He does. I feel like the Lord of the goddamn harvest over here. Uh, we're, we're harvesting something that, you know, We've done several sequels on the nightclub. We've done Evil Dead 2. We've done um, Phantasm 2. True. Tonight, we're doing another sequel. It's not often that we circle back to a franchise and actually get to get to dive into another one. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. This is this is a, a bastard. A, the, like the, It's not the bastard film of the franchise, but I think it's along with part four one of the most out there sequels compared to the original, if you're going to compare it to the original movie. Well, I think it's the, I think it's the sequel that made it, it had enough comedy and enough character that it made it super approachable to like a normal audience versus a horror audience. And I think that, I think it's a big piece of what kept the franchise going. If, if this movie, if this franchise didn't have this movie, if it was something different, it was something super serious and something like just blood caked and whatever else, I don't think I don't think it would have kept going. I said it before. 
this movie is so goddamn fun. It is. I it mean, does have a lot of caked, caked blood, though. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. There's no, it, there's a lot more well, blood does. in this movie than even the first one. No, I think you're right. But at the same time, it was like I think it kept the seriousness of the first one, and especially there's some later moments where it gets like super serious and ties right back to the first one. But this movie has some fun with itself. Um, there's kind of really no denying it. It starts out with a with a couple of fucking douchebag either high school graduate guys or first year college guys that are driving through the roads of texas shooting at signs and doing what and just kind of having a good time and doing having whatever fucking else. I mean, redneck as fuck yeah i mean exactly, for sure exactly exactly but i think that's what keeps it texas chainsaw massacre if you if you would have went anywhere else because i mean the way they, they framed this movie it was a rolling story right so the yeah. the the food truck thing could have been anywhere if they would have put it anywhere but like texas I mean, okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I get it. But they sort of moved they moved away <laughs> from the they moved from the whole we have to have this house out like in the fields of Texas and whatever else. No, they and upped the ante. Yeah. 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 They fucking no. brought them to that goddamn abandoned amusement park. This this whole thing is gonna tie into um I, I think I think we're gonna have a, a pretty interesting discussion tonight because Grindhouse came up with something pretty special for I brought up doing sequels because we've done a few sequels, but we've never actually had a, a certain type of discussion. Okay, so we, we have talked often about sequels. So, hey, is it possible that the sequel was a little bit better than the first one? And I know in a lot of in a lot of realms, it's kind of blasphemy, right? Like, well, how could it be better, right? Right um, of the 13th, well, 2009. <laughs> yeah, chapter one. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> but so we talked about this and we, we talked about like trying to like like how do we talk about it like how do we talk about it in a way that's going to make people be like yeah i sort of get what you're talking about so what we kind of paraphrased it as and we've mentioned this i think in previous podcasts but we've never really kind of embraced it but we've we've called it going number two <laughs> um and so i thought this was a good place to finally like take going number two and like put it out into the metaverse and just be like you know what because i think this movie is good enough where i think it could at least be in the discussion about is it better than the first one now we can go back and forth is it is it not whatever else but i think this is our place where we start our discussion about going number two I like that. I like that a lot. So yeah. tonight, strap yourselves in. We're shoving a couple of... Not, we're not doing two reviews. We're doing a review of a sequel. But we're going to shove a couple of movies up your ass and force you all to go to number two as well. We'd like to know what everyone else thinks out there uh, about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre OG from 74 versus its, you know, <laughs> completely off-the-wall horror comedy sequel from 86. Uh, email us at thenightclub at gmail.com. Go ahead and comment on. Uh, you'll see relevant posts to this because this is all happening during Halloween havoc. Yeah. Um, uh, we're on Instagram, slasher app, Facebook. I'm on Twitter as well, posting some tweets. It's it's all the same shit. You can follow us on any of these, and you'll you'll get all the same content. So you don't have to fucking you don't have to add us on each one if you don't use each one. There you go. No matter where you go, you'll get you'll get the goods. Before we get into this midnight ritual we need some uh <laughs> how do we do it rick rick the prick riffs <laughs> rick rick rick's pricking riffs i don't know rick's pricking riffs i don't even remember that we don't remember nah 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 oh 
this works for both of us, doesn't it? Da, 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 music da, da, is my life. Yeah, for every for, for every day. night that I sit that I sit down here burning my coat hanger and scratching my scalp, because <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I've done that a couple of times. Yikes! Um, for the most part, I'm I'm down here and I'm listening to music, you know. So I think that we should uh, give our loyal listeners a little bit of our salt and pepper on their uh, <laughs> dry ass chicken that they're cooking tonight, and tell them what we love, and tell them what we're listening to, and tell us, uh, hey, you know, where did it hit you? You know, you're whether it's you're driving home or you're doing whatever else, or you're mowing your fucking lawn. Just tell us what your fucking music music flavor is. You know what? And for tonight, Ooh. I think we're all pretty well prepared to give you a little bit of what has hit us lately. That that'd be kind of fun if people would post like some. Oh, and especially because it's Halloween right now, people go ahead and link us to if if there's any of y'all out there that even fucking do this. You got some spooky playlists that you want to share. Fucking do that shit because I love. I heard this song today by. This isn't even part of the rip, rip and riffs. I heard a song today by the band Ghost called Mariana Chain. It's not Mariana Cross. Mariana Cross. Cross. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. dude, that song, fucking dope, man. My God. Yep. Oh, before we dive too deep in, in into the mosh pit, we want to dedicate this rip and riffs to a certain listener out there who took the time out of their day to let us know how they were enjoying the show. Uh, Mr. Ian Wilhelm Cronenberg, thank you, sir. Uh, we we love it when we hear back from from people. So it was really fucking nice to a, read dude. what he said. Fucking a. Thank you for fucking reaching out. It it tells us that we're we're like we're living the dream, but like helping helping the rest of the world at the same time. So we it, fucking love that. So it tells you, it tells us that we're real good. We're the yeah. best. <laughs> and then we hump them with our chainsaw dicks. Uh huh. Yeah. And then we come on our pants. Yep, because mm-hmm. that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna kick us I, off tonight. Um, I've got Black Braid One by the band Black Braid. This is some indigenous, like Native American black metal from the Adirondack Mountains. That's in um, upstate New York. I don't know. I don't know the origin of these these motherfuckers. Really, it, it's it's two people, um, Skagasawa or Skagasoa. I'm not sure how to say that person's name. But he's the primary songwriter, and he, he does um, production with a guy named Neil. I uh, forget Neil's last name, but Neil's the drummer and the producer and all that shit. He does all. He's probably Sorry, the guy, Neil. Well, <laughs> he, he probably does all the technical stuff. But um, homeboy, the Skagasoa is like the fucking the writer. You know, this is a new record. Both both the records that I'm that I'm going to be um, putting out there tonight are new because I went down the Bandcamp rabbit hole again. I wanted to find something new. And um, Black Braid, self-titled album. To say something rips, a lot of times, you, you're it's almost like a generic thing to say. But when you hear this record, it's going to be ripping, ripping you to shreds. It's ripping itself to shreds. It's got these really cool interludes of like acoustic music, sort of mountain wilderness atmosphere going on. Uh, but the rest of the time... It's just fucking straight up awesome black metal. I, I I don't really know what else, like how else to describe it. It's just really well composed black metal that'll get you fucking pumped. I love the songs. Um, uh, the river flows through time. No, it's the river flows through me. This is the badass fucking song title. Barefoot ghost dance on blood soaked soil. That oh, shit. Nice. That yeah. Nice. And and again song they had. They have these little little interludes here and there where they just kind of break away and do something slightly folky or experimental. 
But then the song ends with the epic final track, Prying Open the Jaws of Eternity. Like, it's one of those, we're going to save the last song, or the longest song for the last song on the record, and really just like, you know, hit hit it hit it on home fucking home run i don't i don't know if i've ever heard indigenous black metal before and i'm not sure that this would be the best version of blending maybe sort of a more tribal sound or i don't know i, I wouldn't really know how to describe what, what they're trying to do but it but it's they they do it well i don't know if this is the best version of what that would be though um i would give this record an eight out of ten for pure enjoyment it's nothing wrong with some solid ass black metal and a little bit of mountain acoustic guitar playing. Very nice. Well, I will jump in here, and I'm going to go with... Um, you guys kind of know me. Like, I think most of the newer music is not super good. So like, I, I tend to go back to like the old stuff that I like. So I'm going to go back to 2001, and I'm going to go with a band named Chimera. Mm-hmm. And uh, their album, Pass Out of Existence. Um, when it comes to full-on broken neck headbanging thrash metal they hit me in the sweet spot except it's back to that like tickle the balls and kind of probe the prostate thing a little bit i just fucking mm. dig i dig this um i heard them on i think it was my satellite radio like fucking eons ago and it was like ooh, you know i need to pay attention to this and it like made me go out and buy their physical media i like went out and bought it um there's a song on that album called Painting the White to Gray that mm-hmm. is so it is so outrageously heavy that like it, it, it honestly shouldn't exist. It's just outrageously mm-hmm. heavy. The screaming in this thing is just when when the lead singer is singing it, it's just like I mean just like it feels like somebody vomiting while they're singing. Like, they're puking out their innards while they're singing. And it's just God like damn. It's, it's so profound for me. And then, this is kind of a notable song thing, but then, like, going in later, and there's a song called Forced Life. For me at the time, it was like, it totally made sense. Like, this is the life that has been forced upon me, and I have to live it, and I don't necessarily like it, but I'm going to sort of make the best of it. Again, another one I can put on, and I can kick back and just listen to it, and... My nipples get hard, and <laughs> my scro- my scrotum sort of shrinks, but it shrinks because it's preparing for battle. I just, really, I, just I, I love this album. I absolutely love it. So, goddamn, um, dude. So that's my first one for the night. All right, I'm gonna kick us off with something that I've been meaning to mention for a while, and I never got around to it. So, 2014, Death Mask by Lord Mantis. Rad album. And right off the top, if I had to rate this, I'd probably give it like an 8, purely from an enjoyment perspective, because it... This is my favorite album by Lord Mantis. It's pretty short. It's only seven songs. Lord Mantis has kind of this, like, sludgy, industrial, post-metal thing going. The vocals are nasty and mean. It's oppressively heavy. It's normally pretty slow. It, it's it almost it has this tension that it builds as it goes, especially on songs like Body Choke. It, it, it's a nasty, gnarly, gruesome album. If you're a fan of those genres, you want to hear something super nihilistic, something that makes you 
when you put this on, you make this face. That's that's the face of the angry cat, by the way. The angry cat from the memes. Oh, that's the face. Yeah, grumpy cat. Yeah, when you put on this album, that's the face you make. Just so you know. (laughs) So, body choke, possession prayer. You will gag for the fix. Three crosses. It's hard to pick a standout track because tracks stand out, which is why why I rate this one so high. But sometimes it's more intense than what I want from a listen, so that's why I only kind of rate it like an 8. Most of the time it's good, sometimes it's not for uh, my mental state. It makes you have the grumpy face and the, 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 the screaming innards from... <laughs> That what that was Grindhouse's quote, but you said the same thing. This is like a gruesome record. I yeah. feel like I feel like you've mentioned Lord Mantis to me in the past, but I don't think I've ever checked them out. I so showed you to... the video for Body Choke, okay. and you said that it it reminded you of that um, horror movie Unrequited. Oh, oh no, that's a band Unrequited. Unrequited is a band, yeah. But yeah. wasn't that movie called that? It's like black and white, and it's just real gnarly and and weird and violent and the dude like saws himself in half with a fucking razor blade and pulls himself apart with a rope system oh oh wait 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 wait. we're talking about um oh my god you're talking about that experimental early fucking 90s movie you were saying the imagery and that that music video reminded you of that dude oh man wow okay but yeah. yeah that's that movie based on what i've seen like that's just the sonic equivalent of of all that kind of bullshit, just super heavy, nihilistic, mean, pissed off, fucking oppressively heavy. I wish I remember Death the name. Mask the, by Lord Mantis. I wish I remember the name of that movie now, man. That's gonna fuck with me for the rest of this thing. It might be unrequited, but it might not be. All right, um, <laughs> let's see. I got another record for y'all. This is also again the story of a girl. Cry the river and drown the whole world. Why she looks so <laughs> sad in a photograph. All right. Moon full of mouths. absolutely ma- love her. When she, she smiles. smiles. <laughs> Moon full yeah. of foul magics by Autonosis. This is a 2022 album. Whoa. It's Canadian progressive blackened death thrash with a nice. sousant, with a sousant of spacey barred power metal. <laughs> they are to, to, like when I say progressive metal, like the first uh, band that came to mind when when hearing this album was Coheed and Cambria, and how they go all over the place with their music. Right. This this band is doing the same thing, but like with with black and death metal elements of thrash thrown in there. The the, the opening song Exile is like again like a like a barred power, not power metal like they're fucking going full on bringing the the like the heat on the song. It's more old school bard but powerful vocals i wouldn't know what to really call that like that traditional heavy metal style right like no like, no like more like viking metal ish almost almost with with the with the chanting and the you know <laughs> they're a hard band to peg down man and again I'm, I'm not the best with all these terms um so i might not be describing it properly but that first the first two tracks are exile and the title track moon of foul foul magics you just listen to those two tracks and you'll have a really good idea of what the entire album is going to bring you because it's peaked it does get heavy as fuck and again blackened death 
thrash. Like that's the three yeah. main elements. Fuck yeah, dude. Of solid core. Oh, nice. <laughs> Grindhouse is moving the yeah. goddamn Freddy glove over there, giving me the fucking nightmare finger. That is amazing, <laughs> dude. Hell oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, jack-, jack-, jack off that knife finger, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a yeah. yeah. Don't don't jack off with the knife glove. That sounds like a bad time. No, yeah, no. Go ahead, do it, do it, Grindhouse. <laughs> Osha Osha's gonna have some things to say about doing that on the clock. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. fuck the fuck the government. Okay, anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to the track um, on Black on on the Black Wings of Eternity. So two Eternity songs, but for both records, nice. I want to shout shout those motherfuckers out. It's the penultimate track. It's not the last track on the record, but it just fucking hits, and so does the last track. It, great album, and and to rate this one, I'd rated it. I'd rate it about the same, eight and a half. Both bands are full of promise. You know what? Actually, Moon of Foul Magics, I'd give it an eight and a half. Like. Eight and a half out of ten, yeah. Instead of an eight, that that's that. I give them a little bit more of an edge because they, they they did a little bit more for me and and their experimental nature. And I did a, a slight amount of research on the band Autonosis. Apparently, they're a new, very new band. Their first record came out last year. I didn't I didn't hear about it or see it or or even hear it at all. Apparently, they're fucking blowing up, dude. Like. People are all about these motherfuckers. So, nice. Autonosis, uh, Moonafile Magics. Check that out this spooky season, bitches. Well, fuck yeah. Keep keep fucking metal going. That's like the thing that we can do. Sometime in the future here, I will... Like, I know a couple of metal bands. So, at some time in the future here, we will have at least one of them on the podcast. Because I may have talked to him about it. And he may have said yes. Hell yeah. A- against his witches, but he said yes. Well, he said yes because he's my son, so he didn't have any fucking choice. He has no um, choice. Yeah, he has no oh. choice. Um, but he is a lead singer of a couple of different heavy metal bands, so he's going to grace us with his presence at some point. Nice. Um, so my second album, this one I kind of went back and forth on uh, between a couple of different uh, different albums from the same band, but then I landed on um, Ashes of the Wake from Lamb of God. Ooh. Uh, 2004. Um, yeah. This will probably be the one and only time, so get ready for it, that I'm going to give something a 10. Because I fucking love this album. What the fuck? Well, it it had to happen eventually. Okay, so just try to keep it in your pants, Travis. Um, Dude, I think I I feel the fucking earth shaking. Yeah, it's, it's night, but the sun suddenly came out. I mean, what the yeah. fuck is happening right a, now? And there's a volcano erupting somewhere. This is the yeah. ending. This is like yeah. the ending of Cabin in the Woods. Oh yeah, oh. the Elder Gods are rising from their fucking ancient slumber. They're like, <laughs> yeah. Brent gave a chair. So, so for for this album, I mean, like, I I was trying to I was trying to like narrow down the notable tracks, and the reality is the effects of the whole entire fucking album. Um, yeah. Whether you go Blood of the Scribe, where you go Omerta, if you go Laid to Rest, the fucking whole album is spectacular. It is spectacular, and it will give you everything that as a metal lover. But at the same time, it also wants to marry you, birth your children, and grow old with you on a rocking <laughs> chair on a porch in North Carolina. <laughs> 
It does everything that you want. This this album, this album from 2004 now, so 18 plus years ago, is perfect. It's nice. perfect. I agree with that sentiment 100%. And yeah, I so and, and I have it on my I have it on my replay list. I listen to it probably ah, probably once a week. Gets into my rotations, and it doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in, I can get into it. Like shit's gone south, I can get into it. If shit is perfect, I can get into it. Mm-hmm. If shit is mediocre, I can get into it. There's something on that album for every fucking moment of your life. That album is super nostalgic for me. The first three albums, really. You, you know what? Fuck it. Burn the priest too. Yeah. Um, because as, as dude, the palaces burn. Yeah. As oh, the yeah. palaces yeah. burn. Yep. Fucking new American gospel, and yep. before they became Lamb of God, burn the priest. Like, dude. Like those four. Dude. Oh, that shit's song. nostalgic as fuck for me. Well, and this is why I struggle so hard because there's a song on As the Palaces Burn called Ruin, mm-hmm. and that that song. Ruin, oh. Vigil, Boot Scraper. Like, yeah, all I, those was, fucking I, tracks, man. Ruin for me. For 11th me, hour. Ooh, 11th was hour, though. Just so profound. It was one of those songs where it was just like, how do you know what I'm feeling right now? And would mm-hmm. you please would you please stop it talking to me because you're going to ruin my vibe? But then they don't ruin the vibe. They keep it going. They just keep proliferating it. It's it's so perfect. Um but anyway, so my so my second one is Ashes of the Wake, Lamb of God. Listen to it, love it. Masturbate with your fucking glove on if you have to. <laughs> totally it's fine. Sick it's, grooves for a band that like oh. could have just like for being a groove metal band, they could have just been a Pantera clone, and they're totally fucking not because them Adler boys or something else. And Randy. Being from like the hardcore punk he was more in the hardcore punk scene and like he came up and was like yeah I think I can just scream my head off and he sounds like a fucking feral cat one that's I don't know in a washing machine with a brick in it or something (laughs) He's, he's just there's just this animosity to their sound this intensity that I love So guys, I got something very special for y'all from way back in 2009. You boys like metalcore? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like metalcore. And my absolute favorite metalcore band is Converge. Oh. And Axe to Fall is my absolute favorite album by Converge. It is a 10. Every single song hits with energy and an intensity. Even the slow songs have this energy and this this fucking momentum, this ferocity. Fucking O'Bannon. I can't remember his first name. The singer from Converge is a feral monkey cat of a person. He's nasty. His voice is inhuman. He's deep. The band is tight, technical, but loose as fuck at the same time. (laughs) 
it sounds like punk, but you know, I mean, you know the you know the thing. Come on, it's the thing. You know the thing, America. Standout tracks, fucking all of them. If I had to pick my favorite tracks, if I had to, had to, I guess I would go with Axe to Fall, Effigy, Worms Will Feed, Rats Will Feast, which is the slowest song on the album, and it's just got that heavy, heavy intensity, deadbeat, cutter, slave driver, cruel bloom, wretched world. I'm just saying damn near the whole album, because... Every song on this album is a 10. And coming in at 42 minutes with 13 songs, this album moves like lightning. That's decently tight. It feels like it's 20 minutes, okay? It's nasty as fast. It hits like a fucking truck. Go listen to it. Damn, we got got two 10s tonight and one of them out of fucking Grindhouse. I honestly really can't believe that. Fucking 8. I said my piece. That's a 10. Axe to fall. Ripping Let riffs. it fall on your dick. Ripping riffs, ripping dicks, ripping pricks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the movie that Ricky was talking about is not unrequited, although that is another black metal band that I like. I also like yeah. another black metal band that is the title of the movie you were referencing. The movie you were referencing is Begotten. Begotten. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I kept thinking unrequited, and I knew that was a band. Yes. And I know you brought them up. And I, I have one they of their cassettes. They follow us, by the way. So shout out, Unrequited. You, yeah, sexy black metal bitches. They've been on the fuckers. They've been on the riffs before, and so has Begotten. But you they know, probably what? don't listen. But shout out anyway. We, ne- we <laughs> you rad motherfuckers. We've we've never talked about Begotten. One day we might have to do that. Just Begotten. Just Hell yeah, dude. I I would love to watch it. Anywho, anywho, on to the uh the slaughterhouse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, bud. And our first ever going number two. We're gonna we're gonna dive into that that stink fest. All right. Mm-hmm. Why is everything assholes and and smoked meats and that's just that's just what yeah. we're that's what we're dealing with now on the no, on the nightclub. It's, it's that moment in life where you thought you had to piss, but you had to shit. Oh. Damn! If you have not seen tonight's film, oh, <laughs> for this ritual, what you're gonna want to do. Is you're gonna want to fall down a trap door through the dirt <laughs> soil, through the, a fucking dirt slide, then through the fucking floor and end up in a goddamn meat factory where some fucking crazy guy that wears other people's faces wanna fuck you. <laughs> right. That's what you're gonna want to do for this ritual. If you have not seen uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, cry off now. Lick my plate, you dog dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is a 1986 American black comedy slasher film directed by the master Toby Hooper. He directed this sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw. Uh, the film was written by a guy named L.M. Kit Carson. That's a hell of a name. Yeah. And, and this was made by, um, or put out by Canon. So that's an it's old film. It's almost as good as Ian Wilhelm Kronberg, but yeah. Not quite. Not quite as good, but almost. Yeah, almost as good. He's the Dennis Hopper of the of the nightclub listeners right now. He, he's, 
bringing it all fucking down. Cause <laughs> yeah, he's bringing it all down. <laughs> this this film, it, the plot is basically uh, this is like a revenge movie with with a little bit of spy sleuthing thrown in, but also cannibalistic uh, backwoods chili cooking motherfuckers just thrown like as thrown in as the villains. It, it, I, I don't I don't know what's necessarily going on here. The the plot follows um, a radio host. Uh, is Le- is Lefty a fucking de- detective, an, an actual detective, and he's out of his jurisdiction looking for his? For well, I think he's a I think he's a marshal. That's what I think he is. He's a marshal. Like I think he's okay. a marshal. And you know, with when the movie starts and it gives you that scrolling text to the that, and it talks about the events of the first thing, but like somebody or or some good people went there and they found like. It's it's almost kind of hard to believe based on the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre that they went to the house and they found nothing. They didn't even like, find the house. Yeah, and it's the like, title. The you... title crawl says that they didn't yeah. even find yeah. the fucking yeah. house. Yeah. So they got no house. house. No they just, they no demolished killers. it and hauled off all the yeah. wood. They hauled off all the bodies. Yeah, dude. This movie all the starring... cars, all the camel neck cars and everything. I'm like how? Like how did you hide it. that shit? I just they're man, amazing because. I mean, okay, over over the span of 13 years, yeah, they could have filled out that entire amusement park and probably made it into the fucking death dungeon that it was. But they quickly, Sally got captured. Hold on, we're getting too far into it. Dennis, this movie starring Dennis Hopper as fucking Lefty. That's right. That's his name. This also starring uh, Coraline Williams as Stretch. Mm-hmm. So that's Ooh. our... Caroline. She had. Right? Caroline. She... Yeah. That's our, that's our radio DJ. Uh, let's get to the family right here. All right, we got returning Jim Sido. Yes, the motherfucking best <laughs> as Drayton Sawyer, the cook. Th- this is not a returning person, but we have uh, Bill Johnson and another person named Bob Elmore that they kind of traded off playing, or and Tom Morga. Three people played Leatherface in this movie, believe it or not. Jeez, yeah. Ken Everett as Grandpa. The returning grandpa character from the first because yeah. grandpa does it best. He's a single swing. He's a single swing. Yeah. Grandpa Just, likes to go fast. fast. That's the way he always does it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say, obviously, the, the, the show stealer is motherfucking Bill goddamn Mosley as Chop Top, yeah. round, rounding out our main cast of characters. I say main cast, you know. This movie, this movie was originally going to be called Beyond the Valley of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? When, when Toby Hooper was was writing it, but he wrote he wrote too much shit that the the production company was like, or who whoever the fuck was funding it is like, there's no way we're gonna be able to make this movie. Let's rewrite mm-hmm. some of this shit. Let's scale some things back. So they ended up filming what would be, uh, I mean, what a, at least a good half of the movie at the Matterhorn Amusement Park in Prairie Dale, Texas. That that's where all of the 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 death dungeon I mentioned before. That's where all of that shit takes place. At fucking Gunnar Hansen, your OG Leatherface, he was approached to reprise his role, and they wanted to offer him scale, which for anyone who don't know in the film industry, that's just like your flatline pay for being an actor on a set. Yep. And then they were going to give him 10% extra that would go towards his agent. They found out he didn't have an agent, so they were like, oh, scale, no no 10%. God Han- damn. Yeah, no respect to the to the fucking man that that donned them to the fucking icon, man. Yeah, fuck. you donned those fucking skin masks first, but fuck, I guess fuck Gunnar Hansen, so he walked on on this thing. Bill Mosley, in in order to get the part, or either it was either in order to get it or no, I think he discovered him that way. Right, 
he he fucking made a short film, a parody called The Texas Chainsaw Manicure, where he played the role of the hitchhiker. And and Toby Hooper saw this and was like, God damn, dude, Bill really? Mosley is the fucking shit. Like to in or, in order to have those awesome plate effects, like or the plate um prosthetics, right? They were like, hey, you could really help us cut down on on uh, makeup time if you just straight up shaved your whole head. And Bill Mosley was like, of course. Oh, yeah, well, fuck yeah, I'm gonna do it. Well, how's yeah. he gonna have that Sonny Bono wig if he doesn't have a shit? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. boy. <laughs> My uh, best Sonny Bono wig. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to to mention too. There's a few deleted scenes that I'm kind of really pissed off or not in this movie. Um, Hooper had, I, I guess it was because of, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the studio was like, this movie's gonna get too long because this film's an hour forty. All right. Yep. It's it's not yep. it's not it's not a it's not an hour twenty something. It's not an hour and a half. It, it's it's pushing it's pushing towards the two hour mark. So yeah. he cu- what he cut was the whole Sawyer clan, like the boys, heading out at night to go and fucking kill people at a movie theater. All right. Oh shit. Yep. This this slaughtering scene involved fucking special effects made by Tom Savini, who mm-hmm. was not who, who was not the effects person on this film. And take a deep breath and give it, give it the honesty it deserves. The crazed movie theater goer. Yeah. The crazed movie theater goer. Oh, it's motherfucking Joe Bob Briggs, cuz. God damn right. (laughs) Joe Bob was almost, he was almost in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. God damn. They should have left this fucking scene in the movie. Holy shit. All right, everyone's been fucking revving their chainsaws to talk about this movie. Let's go ahead and dive into Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Thirteen years after the events of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, none of the Sawyer family have been captured. The police, like we were saying, found no evidence at all of, of what Sally Hardesty was claiming. Like, there's no bloody farmhouse. There's none of her dead fucking friends. Franklin's fucking gone. Everything's gone. They, that, 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 that is insane. How the fuck did they move all that shit out of there? She got away. You would think that the truck driver that's driving her away would immediately take her somewhere close by where authorities could be contacted and brought back to that location. They fucking threw every single thing in that semi that was passing by <laughs> and fucking just hauled ass. Dude, they pulled they pulled some straight up Tartarian levels of fucking erasing the history right there. They got rid of the whole first movie. They they got rid of the whole first movie and what I could I could equate to at least twenty four hours. You would you would suspect that by at least the twenty four hour mark, a cop car would be in front of that fucking farmhouse, right? Right. <laughs> and that we get that in the title crawl, all this, all this information, good title crawl. And, and what you motherfuckers have been talking about, these two crazy ass party animals driving around, <laughs> shooting every it's single fucking, fucking Texas yuppie redneck. Well, yeah, fucking... it's, Bu- it's Buzz and Rick the Prick. That's what it is. It's Buzz. Buzz and Rick the Prick just driving their little Mercedes through the back country roads of Texas, heading over to, uh, Wherever the fuck they're going, they're going Just to a party. football game, and uh, yeah, right. it's the Dallas, the Dallas Cotton Bowl. They're they're fucking they're drunk as shit, 
and they keep using a fucking this this movie came out in 1986 remember so when ricky calls him yuppies he's not saying that for no fucking reason oh, these son no, of bitches had a fucking car phone okay right. they were called yeah. there ain't cell phones motherfuckers they were oh, calling car, this car phones but then also like the triple popped collar cardigan like, <laughs> like over the sweater shit yeah that was just yeah not cool God, people, <laughs> people, people that I would kill, given the opportunity, but thought, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, then, and then the one guy, Rick the Prick, is just like shooting the signs out, out of the car with a fucking chrome plated three fifty seven. Just yeah, because because who brings that on a road trip? Like besides me, I mean, like who, <laughs> like who brings that? This and place. he's got the best laugh yeah. of all time. <laughs> oh, the first time, yeah, the I just, first time I saw this movie. This opening scene, once you're introduced to them, I think I spent yeah. one minute with the characters before I was like, if these dudes aren't dead within 10 minutes, <laughs> I'm turning this movie off. <laughs> I was so aggravated by these motherfuckers. They're, oh, yeah, I, they, I they're over too. the top. They're over the top in, in yeah. so many fucking ways. And they, they keep calling into this radio station, the, the Red Rock, Red River Rock and Roll request line. Is happening yeah. with uh, this is our our main character, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Fucking local totally. disc jockey in in bumfuck Texas, K Okla, K Okla, Cloaca? Nope, K Cloaca, No, it's K Okla, Cloaca, Over in Cloaca, Texas. But yeah, Buzz and Rick are fucking bothering the shit out of her, and she can't get them to hang up the fucking phone. They're playing chicken with like local farmers driving down the fucking opposite side of the road. Oh, just, did you see though? They're running a mug. Yeah. Did you see their license plate? No. Oh, uh, the license plate was okay. So I'm gonna spell it out so we can go slow. F A H dash Q. Oh, it's fuck you. Yeah, exactly. That was the license <laughs> wow. plate on the Mercedes. It was fuck you. F A H dash Q. Cause. Fucking God damn, I can't beautiful. believe I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, it was just awesome. Yeah. I forgot to ask everybody. I wanted to ask this. When's the first time you ever saw this movie? We didn't, we didn't do that. We, we normally will, we'll ask that. 1986. <laughs> That's what I first saw. I saw this one whenever Travis told me to watch it, whenever that was. A few I years ago, I guess. Years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A few years ago. I rented this from uh, Reed's Pharmacy in Mamu, Louisiana. Y'all, li- frequent listeners have heard me mention that place many yeah. times. They they would give you deals on VHS rentals on the weekends, especially. 50 cents a movie? Get the fuck out of here, dude. I'd walk out of there with six of those bitches. My weekend was fucking banging because I I was yeah. a repeat watcher same hardcore. For, yep, same for me. The, the the 10 movies for 10 bucks. This was in the pile. So oh, I want yeah. to point out that all the basically all the characters in this movie I also grew up around in Mamu. So they're not just they're not just Texas people. They're definitely Louisiana people too. I'm gonna tell a, a funny little story here. Um, I, I went out I went out the other night and uh, there were some people fighting in Mamu in the streets. And <laughs> I, I happened I happened to be on the phone or uh, on a Zoom call with with Grindhouse and and Trev from Fixie's Playground. And I'm showing them what's going down. I'm, I'm I'm like, look at this. There's people fighting in the streets, ripping their shirts off, yelling obscenities into the night. Uh, the cops show up and pretty much block me in by the way that they parked, like next to my car. And I, I I show them that there's a cop car next to me with a guy sitting in the back seat already. He's he's going to the drunk tank. And <laughs> and Grindhouse Grindhouse just says, 
you hear about places like Mamu, but you never actually think they exist till you fucking see it. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, why don't you leave? And you're like, because I can't. I was like, I, why? And you were like, this is why. Look, I'm blocked in by cop cars. Like, yeah, I just don't. I not something I've ever had happen to me in my life, but it was like interesting to know that it actually does happen out in the real world. Like, uh-huh. I, I like the fact that as soon as the cops got there, one of them was like, "Oh, that's my ride." That's my Uber. <laughs> He's taking me to the drunk tank. See you guys later. I'll fight you later. That's when you know you're living your best life when the cops show up and you call it your Uber. Right. <laughs> that's that's when you're living your best fucking life. I love it. <laughs> the self-destruction. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty much. From from one redneck town to another, um, these motherfuckers are calling in and they won't hang up, so Stretch is forced to stay on the line while they're driving around being assholes. This pickup truck pulls up next to them. And- nice truck. Oh, that's that's so funny. I literally have assholes in my. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, in my notes, assholes. Yep. They are man. Just They're assholes. Assholes. Oh yeah. Just fucking douchebag. Just sque- like squealing like little fucking bitches while they shoot their little <laughs> people, fucking guns. People that you can't wait to see die. A little bit of trivia about this, and then I I don't think it's mentioned in the film. I really don't think it's mentioned in the film, but. Leatherface emerges from the truck, but he's got it's a it's a it's a haunting image, really. And this awesome yeah. song is fucking playing while this is going on. Very Halloween feeling in mm-hmm. in in this scene in particular. The music, that the fact that Leatherface, who not only wears a mask like he's got a costume on, is also wearing an entire goddamn person on his body. Nubbins, yes. and it's yes. fucking Nubbins, baby. Yeah, <laughs> the rebranding of the Hitchhiker. <laughs> That's right, man. So they, yeah, do they bud. call do they call his, that corpse Nubbins in the film? Because this is not the first time you see that corpse. It gets danced with later. Right? Yeah, they they call him Nubbins throughout the movie. Okay, all right. Not yeah. in not in the first movie. They no. call him. Yeah, he's he's just becomes Nubbins in the second movie. Yes, the OG hitchhiker is fucking here, and the opening kill. Wow, brutal, yeah. brutal, brutal to a point that is shocking compared to what the first movie does the first movie the original texas chainsaw massacre haunts you with with a lot of fucked up gritty imagery it's the way it's shot it's the way that the movie plays out but right here this movie's not fucking around you see who's driving is it rick the prick no it's buzz 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 is driving and buzz gets a, a buzz cut from hell. Oh, yeah, he, gets he, a, he gets a haircut. That's my nose. Dude. <laughs> he gets his head chopped in half, like sawed in half yeah. while he's like, yeah, nerves, just freaking the fuck out in the driver's seat. And you keep in mind, both of these vehicles are fucking hauling ass down the fucking highway. Well, and one of them is going backwards, too. The truck right, is going the backwards. truck's backwards. Yeah, the truck is fucking <laughs> backing up. Yeah. I can only imagine it's Chop Top driving the truck, right? Well, it has to it's be. gotta yeah, be. Because yeah, it's in the back. He's, he's, he's doing his dance of death and doing whatever else, and it's like, right. you know. Yeah, and Drake, his, Drayton is shot. like the grindhouse of, of the group. He's out there fucking doing the business and shit. He's getting that money. Yeah, Chasing cause. that almighty dollar, you gotta go fast to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Mo- Mosley does a good grindhouse impression at that point. You're fired. <laughs> Just... <laughs> That's you're one both, of my favorite you're, moments. You're though. both fired. You're both oh, fired. No. Just, you know, well, Why does he get fired? Because he's a green, so he's fired oh. too. No. Okay, no. Because I'm a fired. coon shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you goddamn coon shits! I can't believe you. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. two prima donnas sit around 
listening to the radio all day and chopping your house to pieces. What we're forgetting, though, is that they have called... So they called earlier to the radio station and they fucked with Stretch. That's where we first meet Stretch. And Stretch is like, what? Just for the record. But then, so they called back to Stretch, you know, and she's on the phone line again. And apparently they didn't figure out how to hang up on these guys the first time. Like I thought they would have had a process by now. Um, right. So she's, she's listening to this whole thing and the whole like car crash and whatever else is on tape. And it's like, and they, this like, they do this like, like hard pop fast forward. There's this crash scene, and then this is where we meet Lefty finally, or Lieutenant Enright. We call him yeah. Lieutenant. He's yeah. Lefty, and he's looking at all the parts of the car, doing whatever else. And he's looking at the door of the Mercedes, and there's like obvious like chainsaw marks through it, right? You know, <laughs> and he's he's talking with the with a guy from I'm guessing it's like the State Patrol or something like that. Like he's just he's like they raised so much hell, the one guy sawed his own head off, and right? It's like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like going ninety miles an hour. Yeah, there's no way yeah, exactly. these kids are partying this fucking hard, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, hey, lefty, just a bunch of kids out raising hell, and he's like, yeah, hell is exactly what they found. Fucking and- lefty is tied to this whole story in a way that that's th- this is our tie-in. Besides having uh, the family from the original movie, that's they are meant to be, especially because the cook is there. You get uh, this is the uncle of Sally and Franklin from from the right. OG. So he's got he's got some fucking uh Franklin, the best character in yep. any movie ever of yep. all time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Raspberry King, if I, cuz. If I if I had any more fun, I'd be able to handle it. <laughs> I don't remember how he says it, but it's the best. <laughs> he's fucking so Sally? mopey and shit. Sally. 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 Yeah. Sally. I wanna hold the flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> Making her push him ass around. That motherfucker. And that's that's still holding that shit. (laughs) That's so awesome because that later in the movie, he still has his flashlight. We're we're jumping ahead. It's a great moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like just going down that road, though, like there was some, we'll call them one liners or whatever else, when they're going down that highway and the truck's backing up. And he's like, come on, back up, you pig fucker. You know, and it's (laughs) like, there's just that how you view people that are like don't have money and like, live on a farm like they're just a pig fucker like Correct. i mean i mean I yeah. you know it's it's yeah. not only is it implied it's true i mean it's classic you well know? i mean yeah i mean uh, what happens in mamu stays in mamu <laughs> that's, that's that, that that's totally fine prime but it's meat. like as a prime it, meat yeah but then like he, he, he's talking to that one guy then and he's like brazos you know brazos and then the one guy's like just remember the alamo cowboy and then the guy's like such a He's just like such an asshole, and then they they hop they hop forward later, and then you see Stretch coming to the hotel, and like and she's trying to because they put the because the guy promised to put the story out in the papers and things like that, and it right. was like the story was like crazy cowboy dreams of chainsaws or whatever. So she shows up there, and it was really weird. It was like watching when she first meets Lefty. Lefty looked like a goddamn zombie. Like he had like. He had like the cheeks that like like he hadn't slept in days and he'd been drinking too much or whatever else. He's been looking like, for his fucking niece and nephew for thirteen years straight. I mean, goddamn, he if that's why yeah. I asked at the beginning of this if he was a detective because holy shit, he's dedicated. 
Well, like, that was my point. I think he was a ranger, you know, but but I think he was a ranger with like a different purpose than other being a ranger. Like, a ranger? Like, yeah, just like a ranger. Yeah. Marshall, this, Marshall like, Ranger Lefty. Marshall the Ranger Lefty. The detective. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like he had this like personal vendetta thing. Like, he was going to like solve this. So, Stretch comes into his hotel room and she's like, I had this evidence to do whatever else. And he's like, you know what? Don't you get in my way. Yeah. You know, just like, like I got a like, strange character choice. Yeah. I have to add, like for him it's, to turn her, turn her away, and then immediately be like, "No, I want your help." It's Dennis. <laughs> find her. It's a. It's it, well, well, it yeah. could be a poorly written script, and Dennis Hopper also just the way he's doing things. Because well, goddamn. But then he kicks her out. And he's like, like he has this moment of like trying to like recenter, rebalance himself, and he's like, "I ain't got no fear, Lord. I ain't got no fear." And then we we hop forward back to. Well, it's stretch, stretch and LG are like after after she can't fucking, you know, I guess produce anything from from trying to investigate. Well, yeah, and it's weird that it's in the same hotel. Like it's in the same hotel. Like she's like confronting Lefty about that this evidence, but at the same time, there's this big chili cook off thing. It's cost on. effectiveness, Grindhouse. Yeah. You should appreciate well, I, this. I gotta say, the now, leisure if suit. I could, if I could that, cut that, you right now, I would cut you. The leisure you chainsaw suit me that, through that, the asshole. That he's wearing. Yes. Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, lefty, oh yeah. yeah! Lefty? Oh fucking it's a! Yeah. Just so this guy really reminds me of my grandpa. I, I just want to throw this out there. He <laughs> gives me no, 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 no. Jim uh, Sidow. Yeah, he really reminds me of my grandpa on my dad's side, man. He like my grandpa wanted <laughs> nothing but to cook and drink beer and sit in his recliner and watch the news and just complain. Out loud about everything. That's all my grandpa wanted to do ever, and God. so yeah. he gives me he gives me those fucking Drayton Sawyer vibes. Or rather, damn small business books. taxes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. property oh, yeah. taxes, and the small businessman always gets it in the ass, dude. Like that's my grandpa, a hundred percent, dude. It's amazing, and it's... like even down to like the way he dressed and shit. Like it, it's yeah, it's the best. It's funny he oh, says, like, get it in the ass because of what we're already referencing in this fucking right, movie. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> so you're jumping super ahead. So they go into the chili cook-off. So LG is sitting there at the table, and it's like she's she's coming back from um, Lefty's room, having been sort of rebuffed. She sits down at the table, and, like, LG is sitting there building, like, a Lincoln Log French fry house. Right. Which is, like, <laughs> the weirdest... And she screams out, oh, yeah, what a hard ass. And she's like, he's like, well, I'm not a hard ass. He's like, maybe a semi-hard ass, but I got a soft heart, you know? Oh. And they're like, I built you a fry house, darling. And then they get up to the chili cook-off, and it's like, Drayton Sawyer is the winner of the... the hey, that tech- lady even said he was kind of cute, too. I was oh, like, oh, no. God. And he's won multiple times. He's won multiple yeah, times. Bro. He's it's a rock just, star, it's, bro. It's his second year in a row, and he's kind of cute. And it's like... I find myself thinking, it's like, what the fuck is going on in Texas that that guy's kind of cute? Um, I've got an eye yeah. for prime meat. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, so how do you do it? How do you win whatever else is? Like, it's the meat. Okay, everybody. Hush up. Listen up, y'all. The Texas OU Chili Cook-Off Champion is from Norman, Oklahoma. Oh. Waco, Texas. Mm-mm. Tulsa. Nope. Austin? Uh-uh. He's Dallas's favorite caterer. I think he's kind of cute. The last roundup rolling grill chef, Drayton Sawyer! 
this year, Drayton, you've got to tell the secret of that fabulously tasty chili. <laughs> no secret. It's the meat. Uh, don't skimp on the meat. Uh, I, I got a real good eye for prime meat. <laughs> Runs in the family. <laughs> and then she, she takes a scoop of that chili and she's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, there's one of those hard shell peppercorns. And it's peppercorns! A, it's clearly a fucking fingernail. Right? <laughs> it's clearly a fingernail. <laughs> whoop, whoop. One of those uh, hard shell peppercorns. <laughs> I gotta say, I love this town. This town loves prime meat. Like, um, yeah, and he's like, you know what I love about Texas? This town loves prime meat. And then Stretch goes into her little her little spiel about she's live from Dallas and she's and she's uh covering the chili cook off thing, you know? And I, I don't know, it just it was one of those things where it, it like it felt like a person being in their place and just like trying to earn their, just trying to like earn their way, just do their thing. And it was like, cause I know that all too well. It was like, just trying she's, to do my thing. She's fucking Bruce from Bruce Almighty covering cookie stories when he really wants the, oh, the juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And then they jump forward over to a place that I love that's called Cut Right. Oh man, Lefty yeah. goes in there with a hard on. Oh, I oh, love yeah, that. Does. I love that. Oh like, my yeah. aching banana! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's one like, of the what best lines. I... Well, and the funny part is, the guy who's on the phone is talking to some to some woman. Oh and, yeah, and, and their conversation to, is something else. And trying to convince her that her husband's not out flandering on her. And he's like, well, he probably went out of town or he did this and did that. Like, uh, he's like, you know what? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, I, just, I guess at the end, and he's like, then you have Lefty who's just like in there just going, like, he's got sauce. And he's just oh, waving, he's just waving around. And it's like, this crazy person just exactly, comes in my store yeah. and swords fight the air, sword yeah. fights with the air and shit. Like, yeah. And oh it's my like, God. he's got to well, make sure wanna... those, those chainsaws fucking are like weight appropriate, man. When you're going into a oh, chainsaw yeah. fight, which we're coming, yeah, we're coming to it. Well, of course, you got to have a chainsaw fight because why not? Oh, but it's dude, like, he... but it's like, take those things outside and hit them suckers a time or two, you know. And then he's <laughs> like, and then Lefty starts going fucking bananas, and that, and that's when it's like aching bananas, when, yeah, aching like, bananas, oh, yeah, my, aching banana. And he's just and Lefty just fucking loses it. He's just like, I mean, he is dude. like. I've chainsawed a time or two. I don't think I've ever done quite like that. No, he don't know how to <laughs> no, use a chainsaw, bro. He has oh. no idea, bro. Uh. Like, Jesus. I, I swear, everyone in this movie has magic chainsaws because <laughs> oh, like, much. the bar, much, yeah. the bars never bend, the chains never get loose, pop, yeah, anything. Exactly. Like, or snap off fuck? and wrap around your leg and give you a bunch of scars. Yeah. Right? I, no. <laughs> yeah. But then they, they pop forward and it's like, uh, stretch. Comes to the radio station and Lefty's sitting there on the set and, uh, and she's just like, "Hey, hey, you came to Burt Burnett." She's like, "No shit, yeah." She's just like all happy, and it's like you drug this guy here on the basis of having a uh, audio tape of people being murdered, and it's like you're excited about it. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't. then they had that little like it's a big call break, me man. stretch, it's call me stretch, break. you know, call me, call me Lefty, and it's like. And then you pop a little bit forward and you have that food truck. And I, I don't know why, but I love this scene of the food truck hauling down the road and you have Drayton Sawyer and he's just, 
like singing to himself and it's like the oh, songs yeah. are number one. Oh, and, 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 yeah. just, and he's just like so fucking happy. And it's he like, gets mad when they call his, his uh, car phone, too. Yeah. Ooh, like, I told you never to call me here, you sons of bitches, you coon asses. And we're just all, and it's like, <laughs> I, uh, I, he, just, like, he just goes fucking mental. And he's like, you sons of bitches will be the fucking goddamn death of me. Well, we, we, we oh, hold on. Yeah. Lefty convinces Stretch to play the fucking audio killing mm-hmm. tape on live radio because she wasn't able to convince the station to pursue the story. So uh, right. yeah, that's that's why at this point you hear it over the radio and Drayton fucking loses his goddamn shit again. Yeah. Drayton did it again. <laughs> number one, number one. The Sawyers are number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> so here's a special request we're doing this afternoon and tonight. You steady listeners know we're playing this every hour. This is for Lefty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, last round of Rolling Grill. We're, we're still number one. I told you, boys, and I told you. Don't call on this phone. Now, damn it. Get off. What's on the radio? Ah, now don't bullshit me. I can't. I, I won't. All right, station. This ain't no joke, boy. Tune into that. You, 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 you've done it again. Ah, you cool shit. Ah, you fudgebackers, you'll be the death of me yet. This concludes the broadcast day for K. Okla in Burt Burnett, Texas. Red River Rock and Roll. In New York, it's 1 a.m. Still fun city. In L.A., 10 at night party time. But deep in the heart of Texas, it's 12 midnight. Ain't nothing going on. Yep. And it's oh, like, yeah. y'all, y'all gotta fucking, y'all gotta go over there. Y'all gotta go to that station and solve this fucking problem. The, the fucking soldiers have been dispatched Drayton, oh, yeah. by General Drayton. <laughs> it's going Damn. down because this this next scene to me does a, like put on this sort of I got Argento vibes from from yeah, this scene. Yeah, those colors, man. Yeah, those when, colors and those angles and just the mm-hmm. framing. Yeah, bro. This entire Definitely. scene where Stretch meets Chop Top, right? We're introduced to Chop Top in the film itself. Bill Mosley's a ten out of the gate, out of the yeah. fucking gate with how bizarre. How off-putting, right? Like it, it like the, the Hitchhiker he, from the first. Because he is funny, he is buy comical, but he is also very, yeah. he's yeah. very off-putting, man. He's sinister. I love dude. how he's just like, I know what you're thinking. This is this is out there. Can I deal with it? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's also the guy that has a iron coat hanger who is burning it and scraping Bruh. his scalp and then pulling the chunks off and eating them. He's good. Like, I just, like, he's from I, his scalp, uh, man. Like it's he's got yeah. like a fucking skin flake buffet yeah. up there. Well, and he talks about music being his life, and then when he when he talks about wanting a request, he talks he he, he pulls out an iron, yeah. No, but, but he, he says, says it, it wrong. He says it. He says it in a vita to God of me. Yeah, and it's like what the yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, and she then she gives him the she gives him the tour. Oh, of the radio station, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, oh not, plastic not, shark, not, 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 teeth not before, the... not before oh. they they each exchange good night like thousands of times." 
Well, that's after. Yeah. Oh, it's after. When, oh, when she gets, yeah. when yeah. she's like, and there's the exit sign. Yeah. Get out. And he's like, and he's e- like, E X I T. Exit. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, good night. Good night. Yeah. The good night is my favorite. Good night. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Oh, oh God. And it's good like, night. Uh, good night. Yeah, I just. Good night. And then. Good, good night. Everything. Good night. Good night. Yeah, yeah. Good night. Yeah. So and then just everything goes to. Ab- like, this movie has had some action scenes. We've had some, like, things like. But this is where the movie goes. You know what? Fuck it. And just goes full throttle. We're going to go balls deep and just hit this shit. Leatherface pops out and he pops out in such a glorious fashion. And there's just so much happening, but it's like he hits Chop Top in the head and the sparks, <laughs> the sparks, sparks yeah. that come off the head are just so beautiful. And he's like, yeah. he's like, not me, you bitch. And then like he goes after, <laughs> um, he goes after Stretch, but then Stretch closes herself behind a steel door. And the steel door, um, honestly, to me was like a really OG. Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre definitely. moment. And it was yeah. like, a record vault, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was like so OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was like that, like that slinging close at the door was just like, oh, that was just so fucking awesome. And then Chop Top goes in and he's like, you dented my plate. And he's like, he's like having his like nom flashbacks or whatever else. And he's like, you fucked up my wig. And he's like, you got to buy me a new plate cover. And he's just, <laughs> I mean, he's like, I'm going to have to go back to the VA with this dent in my plate, you son. And then he goes into the dog will hunt. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he's like, get that bitch, LaFace, get that bitch. You I got that fucking, that sexual, like, the, the, I don't know if this is the, like, most BDSM. Gratuitous innuendo. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like, how, how, imagine extreme sex, but, like, really extreme, motherfucker, where you have a goddamn chainsaw involved. I, I, right I, up against them coochie cutters. Yeah, Leatherface puts that chainsaw inside of her camel toe, cuz, and she's she's egg- oh, yeah, she, she realizes uh, like you... this might be my only way to fucking survive, and she starts fucking egging him on like. Oh, but you passed over so much stuff though. You you passed over, so she's doing the panic twirl thing where she's going. They live on fear. They live on fear. They live on fear, and then LG shows back up and he's like walking up the stairs. He he, he sees a truck and he's just like. Oh yeah, but you sir the- are passing up something that's amazing as well because as soon as he gets out of his car, he's singing the best song. I don't <laughs> even know what it is, but he's singing the best song that there ever was and dancing the best dance that was ever danced. Well, that Until was uh, he sees the truck and spits on it. <laughs> I think that I think that song that he was singing was a, a homage to um Porky's the whole. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum. Like that was that was a Porky's oh. reference. That's what that's what I got out of it. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I got out of it. <laughs> so LG walks up the steps and he comes into the place and it's like he's kind of walking around and he's like and then he sees Chop Top and he's like, What the shit? You know? And that's where that's where Chop Top gives him the Hey lick my plate, you dog dick. Mm-hmm. And it was just like and then, not only, like, no, things are going to get fucking serious. And then he starts giving LG the incoming male treatment. Right. And he's, and he's totally having, like, I don't know if you want to call it non-flashbacks or whatever else, but he's just hammering, 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 hammering. And then Leatherface is upstairs, and he is clearly fired up in, like, maybe not in the best way. Right. Um, 
and she's inside. Such is inside. She's screaming. She's like, leave me alone and do whatever else. And just, the thing that I didn't get, this is going to be, this is going to be the grindhouse bitch for this movie. Um, like if you walked into that place and he had been running a chainsaw the whole entire time, that place would be fucking so smoky. You would smell two cycle all fucking mm-hmm. day long. And it's just like, well, that doesn't really work. So she starts screaming and she's screaming, well, leave me alone, go away. And then there's that steel door that then like the smoke rolls in like on the edges of the door. It comes in, there's all these little like weird pinholes and stuff and the smoke starts going in. And then our friend LG is downstairs and that guy is just hammering the shit out of his skull. Just hammering the shit out of it. Um, Another callback to the OG no, totally, yeah. And it's like just like except, ha- except it's you see the whole thing instead. And then Leatherface breaks through the wall. And I I found it interesting. Like he's doing this saw in that in that tub of ice with all the drinks in it. Getting like, I nice wonder, and wet. It's like well, I trying to get nice and wet or are you trying to cool it off? You know? Both. Like like I okay. I I'm down with that. And then you see our friend Stretch in her short shorts. I'm like and I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I saw her soul in those shorts. So <laughs> as he's but like as he's as he's going up, like because he goes to like the ankle and the calf and then the thigh, and it was like yeah, that that scene is is a lot of tension, man. Like even knowing that nothing like happens right there, it still like gives me creeps. Like God, like it's just such a such a vulnerable position to be in. I could not imagine. <laughs> she tricks she fucking tricks his ass with, with her fucking sexual goods. Then it was she like seduces his ass. Like he's licking his lips, he's like through his band, he's like, ah, oh his, yeah. And it was like He coombs, bro. Yeah. And it was like, how good are you? He coombs and then he gets mad at himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like in the background you can hear Chop Top going, Get that bitch. Did you get that bitch? You know? And she's like, How? Good are you, and that's when it's like the saw started sliding up, and then he's got the, and she's like, "Really? Are you really that good?" And then he has the saw up against her lady parts, the the vagine. You know, I have it on the mound, and the pitcher is ready. That's what I have. And then at that point, Leatherface gets worked up, and like in my notes, I have Leatherface comes in his pants because I'm, I'm 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 pretty sure he did. The very end, he just does the <clears throat> like he does. Oh, like he does the, the air hump for sure. The chainsaw is my penis, and then he's like, and then he goes to chop it up, and he's like, "Did you get her, Bubba?" And he's like, "She was my fave, but she knew." And then it was like, "Look at what you did to my plate," you know. <laughs> and it's like, and then they have like the little high five, and he's like, "Look, a bonus body. Look at that beef," you know. But then it was funny that he like walked back in and like grabbed the hat. Because that was like his new plate cover. I just, I just love that part where he was just like sacrifice. Everyone's the gone. You need a cowboy yeah. hat. Yeah. Why did? Why didn't they decide to take both bodies though? Well, well, because she's supposedly dead. Plot armor. Plot, plot armor. armor. Yeah. yeah. Because he got that bitch. That's right. Because he yeah, got that bitch. Maybe. So well, the, maybe the you know less meat. I don't know. It's not worth hauling the body out. Who who the fuck knows? Her name's Stretch. So lanky gal over there. Um, she had some. She had some lines and some backstraps on her, though. I gotta tell you, those backstraps follow fucking Leatherface and Chop Top all the way back to what was the Texas Battleland, goddamn abandoned amusement park. This is this. I is do this. like. I do like the shots of her in the yeah. jeep too, following yeah. Lefty. Psycho you're late. <laughs> you're late. 
Oh, psycho vibes. Yeah. Yeah. What you mean? I think it's just the music and the way, the way everything looks. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Just gives me psycho vibes. Just all the shots of her following, and you have that theme playing. Oh, it's the mu. Oh, the music adds to that. Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't remember. I do remember her following him, and she's like, she's intense at this point. That th- this is uh, you get to this set piece, man. The, the entire production here w- is exquisite, like to, down to every single fucking detail. It, it it's amazing. It's very fucking amazing. And a shout out to the guy who made it possible, a guy named Kerry White. We don't normally shout out production designers. Maybe we should here and there because. The, the, the Sawyer family's fucking hideout is incredible. It, oh, it, yeah. This screams Halloween haunted house vibes. It reminds oh, me yeah. of, of like the um, the fair at the end of Child's Play three, where it's just overly spooky, overly huge, epic as all fucking get out. That that that's what it's carnival fucking remnants, multicolored lights, human bones, fucking. Scattered all over the goddamn ground, strung up pieces of fucking flesh. It's it's insane. Like it's it's an insane version of the house from part one, just on an epic scale at this point. Well, that's what makes it so awesome, though. It is the house in the first one, but it's 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 amped up on a huge scale, you know. And as stretches following these people, and like they can't get away, they can't get away, and then she's out in the middle of that. There's kind of like these weird arches that go over the whole thing. And she's kind of standing in the middle and she's like, and she's talking to Lefty. She breaks through something. And then Lefty is like, Yeah, Lefty you know, had been following following all of them the whole time. So he showed up too. Just yeah, and she's so. like, Where were you? And he was like, I'm sorry. I kind of used you. And it was like, Don't worry. Don't cry, little sister. But then she falls down this like rat hole. And she falls and she falls. Slides, falls, falls, breaks through other floors. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yep, yeah. Well, then you have Lefty, who was like, "Hey, Lord, show me what I fear. Show me what I fear." Stretch. (laughs) I can't even get the jokes in with this motherfucker. (laughs) That fall (laughs) was a stretch. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then he sees that little spot where there's like this flush, this fresh blood stuff coming out. And he's and then he finally just like he kind of just like kicks it, and there's just like. All these guts, all the gizzards, all, all everywhere. Yeah. What the what fuck? The fuck? Just, why just, is there a yeah. Why is there like a container? I, I imagine he's kicking open. It's a wall, but it's like, is there a container? We were talking about screaming innards earlier tonight. Y'all were the wall is screaming innards, bro. It's just guts. I don't know that. I don't know if these people plan ahead that well. I, I'm not sure anyone says. You know, we should have a stainless steel container for our innards. So I think they, they, they might be master planners. They got rid of all the evidence in less than a day, according to how people invested. Maybe not. Maybe not in 1974 in the middle of fucking nowhere, Texas. Maybe mm. it took maybe it took them 48 hours. But still, how the fuck do you get all that shit out of there? Uh, the, I don't think you can. I like the fact that Lefty decides to completely forget about. The element of surprise and just start oh. yelling, but but it still no. doesn't matter because these people are so crazy that even after he's been chopping their house to bits, <laughs> they still don't put it together. Like like even when he's in front of them, they can't put it together. That's one thing that I love is the cartoonish insanity 
Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's, ma- it's, it's made better with all the bright lights and the outlandish set. Like, yeah. the fact that Dennis Hopper is in these fucking, these, these caverns screaming, bring it all down at the top of yeah. his catacombs. Lungs. The catacombs. That's what it is. It's like a catacomb thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. With just, all the skeletons yeah. and shit. Fucking ch- like destroying support beams. Scr- just like Ricky said, just constantly screaming, alerting anyone with a fucking ear to his whereabouts. But they never, <laughs> they never seem to, f- they never hear him. Well, yeah, exactly. And then they get to the point where it's like they still have, um, uh, LG and Chop Top is like, you know what? Peel that pig and slice him thick. Gotta for make that minute- chili. <clears throat> well, for as much bacon as I made in my life, that, like, that was a moment where I was just like, yeah, slice him thick. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you you kind of got to do that. But then the, um, uh, Drayton is like, like he's, he's like kind of poking the guy and prod them. He's like, just get out of here, get that fucking grill going. Then Leatherface starts what I call peeling the apple. So he's peeling the apple, right? And then he gets himself a new face, and it's just, and he's holding it up, and he's like so fucking proud of it. And <laughs> he's gonna loan that shit out soon, cause uh, well, exactly, he finds but Stretch then, fucking hiding behind a barrel down there. Yeah, he comes over and he's like. You know, it'll be fine. Do whatever else. And she's like, no, no, it's no good. It, 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 <laughs> no, it's, it's no good. good. You know, what yeah. you're doing it's is like... not right, leather. Yeah. And then, and then you go Bubba. back to Drake, go back to Drake, and who's like, you know, you got to run for that money. You got to chase that dollar, you know, and he's, he still kind of has her hidden. Like, well, the face is like pushed her off to the side so she can't be seen. It's got to hide um, that pussy, man. Yeah. Uh, and Leatherface's grand re re solution is, yeah. oh, well, I'll just put this face on her and then they won't know yeah. who she is. And, and the cowboy head. Yeah. Oh, but there's a, there's a line there. There's a line that's awesome. And he's like, he's going to put the face on her when he's going to put it on her. And she's like, oh, but it's wet. And it's like, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, for me, anyway, that was like almost a like a ceremonial thing where he was like, like the deal is sealed. Like, yeah, you're like now, me. it's a ritual, is, dude. Like, yeah, no, like totally. And then she's he, part of the like, family. He, he's marked he drags, at this point. But he drags her up and he's like dancing with her and doing whatever dude. else. You know, he's like, like, I'm just going to spin you 43 yeah. times. The yep. bizarre nature yeah. of this scene, like every time, every time Stretch and Leatherface are together, you get these psychosexual bizarre scenes mm-hmm. of, of just what in the actual fuck, like how mentally fucked is Leatherface that he has chainsaws his dick. He, he puts a face on this girl and is dancing around like, like with her, she's limp. She's a limp noodle and he's just fucking flailing her. Oh. Bro. This is a different version of what the original's darkness was. Where if you really put yourself in the shoes of the char- like the characters, LG just got skinned alive because by the way he's still alive. Right. Yep. Stretch yep. is wearing his face, being <laughs> being sauntered about <laughs> by this. Oh yeah. This giant oh, yeah. tatai wearing other people's fucking flesh. This is fucked up. All right. And Dennis Hopper's in the yes. background screaming, chasing right. on everything that's gonna fucking hold hold the ceiling up. Each one of these characters is in their own fucking world. Because yeah. well, while all this is going on, Chop Top's in fucking Nam land <laughs> with his brother playing. Yeah. He's and, dancing around and with the corks and nubbins. And, and, and Drayton's going on about chasing the almighty dollar. You gotta go fast to catch it. And the, 
you know, like what the fuck, dude? Well, they're, just seriously, they're so like, they're so brilliant. Yeah, when when <laughs> LG sort of wakes up and he's like, he's like, like he's oh, still dude, spit. he's still spit. Yeah, and it's like Fucking and, an animal, and he's like, like darling, <laughs> and like he's been he's been calling stretch like like LG wants to fuck stretch. He wants he to. I think he wants to be the deal. He wants to fuck her, but I think he wants to. Yeah, he wants to be with her, dude. I think he wants to love her, bro. Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. But at that point where it's like he just he's never sold the deal, right. like he hasn't sealed it, right? He's like, okay, I can quite well, get it. Maybe he stop spitting on yeah. the floor where they yeah. work. Well, but then <laughs> he's like, bro. But then he's Nasty like, he's son like, of a bitch. I'm gonna cut you all loose, and he has those fucking wicked shakes where he's like. He's stabbing yeah, her almost. He's just like, right. yeah, damn near. And then it's like, then he cuts her loose, but then he's like, I'm sorry, darling. I guess I'm falling apart. Then he kind of falls down and he's like, and his last words are, shit. oh, shit. <laughs> like, and you hear Drayton going, Bubba, you fucked up again, you coon shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so Lefty is sawing the place down and it's falling and they're like all blaming it on rats and hippies and whatever right. else. And he's like, Dirty meat, don't cut it. And it's like just more money lost. Thousands and this of like dollars. A, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Big grandpa boys. You, <laughs> you fucking pair of pre Madonna's sitting around listening to the radio all day. It's oh, just, man. oh, it's just. And then you have Lefty, who's like, I'm gonna take it all down and bring it all down. I'm gonna bring the devil. It's the devil's playground. I'm bringing it down. Down, down. And then we jump ahead a little bit. And people start people start looking for shit, and then we find Lefty who finds Franklin, and that for me, like being a horror fan, that was that like what the absolute f moment. You got a yeah, skeleton like in a fucking him wheelchair with the flashlight, and he, he bumps him, and the Shame. flashlight comes on. Because if you go Shame. back to the OG, Franklin had the flashlight, and he was looking for Shame. shit, you know, and. Like for me, it's like thinking about this this clan and the things that they do. It's like, why would you bring Franklin with you? Like, if you're trying to, we go back to the, like trying to escape quickly and like cover your tracks. But they brought Franklin with. Well, yeah, you got to take the evidence. Just, like, they took the evidence. But that's also the point where like Lefty knew he was right. Like for for whatever Lefty's been chasing, he knew he was right. Yeah, you know, and these and these people are just fully and, justified and that, now. Like, well, exactly, and he's like. Don't count my brother. I'm here now. And then, but then Lefty goes full on, I'm going to take you to hell. He just commences to yeah. do the same thing yep. he's been doing anyway. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The character development in this movie is uh, bar none. So, <laughs> yeah. They capture Stretch and, and it's revealed, yeah, Leatherface is basically a fucking betrayer. He has betrayed them all. <laughs> S E C X. Motherfucker can't even spell sex, bro. Sex is good, but the saw is family. I like how at one point he's like, sex is, well, uh, nobody knows. Yeah. Oh, that's what he says. That's what he says. It's a swindle. It's a swindle. It's it's just all a swindle. Welcome to Mamu, motherfuckers. Bubba's got a girlfriend. Bubba's got got a girlfriend. girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, God, that's awesome. 
I like yeah. how he pieced that shit right. together real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chop Top like, knew right. what the fuck Leatherface had a hard on for this goddamn disc jockey. Oh, I like how he's like, wait till your grandpa hears about this. Dude, he starts oh. hitting his head on that birdcage and shit. <laughs> it's the best. He's scared of grandpa, bro. Now, now. I would be too, to be fair. I'd be terrified of that fucking Dracula mummy ass motherfucker. A <laughs> hundred and thirty something year old grandpa. This is where the movie One hundred and thirty seven years old. No, <laughs> Brenton had to give I'm, us the correct age. I'm sorry, man. I I love this fucking movie so much. Like I could just like sit and talk and talk and talk. So said, just bear with me. I'm barren. I'm I'm a bear trap. I am barren. I am barren. Her womb is so polluted. She can't even have a little baby with me, man. It's fly. on the cocaina. It's the cocaina. Fly, yes. pelican, fly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell here? Scarface if he because <laughs> Le- Lefty is basically him at the end. I mean he's fucking going I ham. Mean, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Scarface in this motherfucker. You you get this is where the sequel brings us back to the OG. We're gonna get we're gonna get these iconic scenes again redone. Right. I I guess this is like this whole movie, again, what a sequel yeah. does, amps it the right. fuck up. The dinner scene. They tie her up. They put her in all, in front of all the epic bone art. Nubbins is present. <laughs> and I love the way they introduce Grandpa because they're like, go get your Grandpa fast. You know he likes to go fast. He always did. <laughs> <laughs> and then here comes this damn near dead mummy motherfucker that's just can barely hold his head up. It's all liquid diet. It's the fucking best. I love the grandpa so much. Well, there's a point though where Drayton talks about um the 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 girl being stretched having a slurpy booty. Yeah. And I was like, what what, what are you the talking hell about? are you talking and then about? And it was like, hit that bitch. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what you meant. Right. Okay. Dude, when they give yeah. when they give the grandpa the hammer yeah. and the spoon. He yeah. drops the hammer and just starts licking the spoon. Oh. <laughs> well, but, well, but then the hanger too. He, like, he licks the hanger. Nobody's yeah. there. No. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. he's licking that chop top scalp, bro. He's oh, fucking bro. The lights are it. on, but no one's there, oh, dude. It's the it, best. It's just, it, yeah, the granddad is the best. Yeah. yeah, they're beating the shit out of homegirl, and Lefty shows trying. Up. Trying yeah. to. It takes yeah. a while, which, well, which well, makes Drayton, it even yeah. scarier. Well, Drayton yeah. picks no. Well, Drayton picks up the hammer at, at, at like right before Lefty shows up. And goes, actually boom. whacks the shit yeah. out of her. Yeah, yeah. right. That Knocks that part was kind of fucked up. Like that yeah. that part looked kind of bad. Well, I mean, the buildup well, is terrifying too because it's like, man, this is it's not a game to them, but it might as well be. Yeah, you know, like they're just like these. All these people are in their own fucking world. But then Lefty comes. In and he's singing, bringing in the sheaves. Yeah, and then he comes out and he's like, "Boys, boys, boys, you've been doing some bad shit." And then uh, Drayton is like, "Entering Walking a man's, into home, a man's home, yeah, yeah." Is this the American way of yeah. entering another man's home? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes into that whole like diatribe about like the soy is voted from- for Trump. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> are you from Del Mar Catering? Are you the burrito man doing all oh, else? Dude. Yeah, and it's like, he's so crazy, bro. Oh, he yeah. just he's obsessed with yeah. just. Oh my god, it's the best. Yeah, it's like, and the dude's can... like, they're all in their own world because he's like, I'm the Lord of the Harvest, and he's like, 
Yeah. Is that that health food joint? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some new health food bunch is like, how much do you want? I want to say, like, I, think, I think how much money by the end of the movie, how Chop Top basically steals the show up until the end. Then I think Jim Sidow, every scene he's in, he steals the scene. Oh, then, yeah. then he steals the whole fucking end of this movie with his insanity. He's the yeah, catalyst. Dude. Oh, yeah. You get the chainsaw fight on the table. Yeah. Well, well first, first, Lefty burns his beans real good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this businessman always, always, always gets it in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. So we see that come to fruition. Well, but yeah, but he's talking you... about his hemorrhoids. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, took, and took I love it when he's like, took care of I love my it when he's like, come here, nubbins. Yeah. Where's that old fuck you, Charlie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you yeah. see Grandpa, and Grandpa's like, like trying, trying to get to his feet, and do whatever else, that, trying to get the fuck out of there. Then Leatherface gets the fucking the chainsaw to the guts, and he's like, but he's still kind of dancing around, and he's like, but then Drayton pulls out the just in case, baby, right. you know, and he's like fucking hooking and crooking, and he's like, kerbluey, right. <laughs> right in the balls, you know. And and the Grandpa, to his credit, does make an attack. Mm-hmm. He does make an attack, but he rolls a one and he hits <laughs> Leatherface in the head with the fucking hammer. Yeah, that was beautiful. That that almost slow, like. Oh man! He like, finally yeah. gets that hammer up and yeah. throws. He it. throws it once and he hits. He hits Leatherface in the face. That was just beautiful. Yeah. So basically, at this point, because of what Drayton's doing, fucking under the floorboards or under the table, wherever the fuck his chainsawed ass is, under this, the table, yeah. He, he he ends up blowing up not only himself, but also Leatherface, also Grandpa, and Lefty, and yep. Chop Top, and the Corpse of Nubbins. They all get blown well, the fuck up. Well, Chop Top's, Chop Top's already Chop chasing Tom. uh Yeah, he's chasing Stretch. Stretch. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. The actual yeah. ending so of the we movie. Get, we, get actually, <laughs> we get a really cool chase scene. Mm-hmm. Chase scenes I'm kind of critical of. Um but this one's really effective. They really use the environment perfectly. It builds tension. It's not just, oh, well, let's pad the fucking runtime now. It's actually an effective chase scene. And I've got to say that fucking lamp to the dome where she shocks the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, with the lamp. Is yeah. rad. Yeah, yeah, I have man. shocking. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, that's They awesome. eventually yeah. get out and they're they're at the top of... Uh... At the top of this amusement park in this fucking like mountainous mountainous area, I don't know. They're they're like on top yeah. of a, a some sort of rock face. You hog bitch! It's dead end city. I gotta say, the fact that he has his straight razor and on just, a fucking wrist thing, yeah, <laughs> like attached, is so good for him because he would have dropped that fucking thing a hundred and ten times by now chasing her. <laughs> so it's a damn good thing it came with the little yeah. wrist strap. That was just. That was just dumb luck for him because I'm sure he didn't even think about it. How many times did he stab her while she was trying to start that fucking chainsaw? Like seriously, shitload. Like, dude. Well, but you're missing. You're missing the. You're missing the big picture here. She she is climbing all these steps and she's running everywhere and she comes into what I have titled the shrine. Oh yeah. Okay. Definitely a shrine. And the shrine is grandma. Yeah. And but like she pulls the chainsaw out and she's trying to start doing whatever else. But grandma. Who looks like old and dusty and like yeah. half dead from like she's moving. Grandma's moving. Grandma turns her head. She turns her head and she's looking like <laughs> like and she's only slightly older than grandpa, but she is turning her she's moving. 
So she is in I some way, she's shape, dead or form. Because they talk about her in Chainsaw Heaven. Okay, but watch the movie. She moves her. She moves by herself. She's That's still creepy. Alive somehow. That's fucking creepy. She's still alive somehow. Yeah, she. Yeah, it's like come, come and the corpse. Yeah, and Chad Hub is like, don't touch her, don't touch oh, her. And it's yeah. like, he, she, come he on. tells it's like, her, he's like, yeah. you killed her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you killed her, you hog bitch. And that, that's when he pulls the straight razor out and he starts like slicing oh, and slicing. He goes ham on her and back, the, yep, dude. Yep. All on her yep. back while she's trying to start it. Yeah. And she fucking and then, puts up with it yeah. because and then, she's getting and then, that chainsaw going and then yeah. she books him with yeah. it. And then Chop Top <laughs> gets chopped and then at the very end, like what I thought was awesome about this movie is like at the end she's doing the same yes. Leatherface dance from the first one. She's just that like end, spin, that, just that right. oh that ending that ending so is a awesome. ten, bro, for sure. Yep, so I love awesome. that. Yep, I love that ending so much. Fucking brilliant. She's yeah. a combination yeah. of Leatherface and Sally in that moment, and it's yeah, hundred percent. It's a hundred percent beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. This movie, honestly, is definitely in the running for going number two. I love the OG. I love it. I love its horror. I just, I, I just, but this movie, it brought some new stuff to the table, and I think that it could honestly be in the running for going number two. I think it could be. I have gonna, a hard gonna... time picking which one I prefer, but I've got to go with part two. Because I just have more fun watching it. Okay, so Ricky is going to number two. Travis, yeah. you go to number two. When it comes to the original, I mean, dude, that's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. This movie is a hell of, hell of a lot of fucking fun. Um, you get the return of the family and and Jim Sidow, Bill Mosley as an incredible replacement for the awesome hitchhiker in the original. Right. You, yes. Leatherface. Yes. Leatherface yeah. is more. He's more. Ridiculous. He's a lot less scary. He's more ridiculous in this movie, right? He's always he's so he's he's much less threatening in this movie. I, I have to say that's something I wanted to point out. I think in this movie, in part two, I think we might have the least scary Leatherface <laughs> of all time. Well, of all well, time, I think you're, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But at the same time, we also have a family that is feeding shredded up humans to people in right. the home of Chile in Valencia. So I mean, they were doing that you, in part one. But to yeah. their own family, they had not a bar- to the masses. Well, oh. they did have the barbecue at the gas station. Yeah, that they were uh, well, uh, okay, yeah. but that was the gas station. This is like a giant, like football stadium thing. Right. Like, what this movie did thing. is what every sequel so, does: is they up right. the ante. Instead of a gas station, right. now it's expand. we're gonna fucking expand. Instead and of a house, <laughs> we're gonna have a fucking amusement park, and we're gonna redo the dinner scene. We're gonna re fucking do grandpa. We're right. gonna redo the dance of death at the end. Um, it's the sequel thing. And, it's the sequel and thing. Sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. And for me, this motherfucker works. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, I love, I love, like, I dude, I, I absolutely adore. Like, the first one is a ten. This one's also a ten. I just, if I, if I had to choose between one of them, only one of them for the rest of my life, 
I'm choosing part two. Well, you that's the I mean? whole point. So, like, who is going number two? On this one? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. Going number two on part I, two. I am also squatting, spreading my butt cheeks, and going number two. It's going to come out like them gizzards out of that wall. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Then- that fucking you know Dennis Hopper I'm, kicking the wall open, bloody gizzard scene is the best. Dude, you know, I'm it's so I'm, out I'm, of nowhere. I'm, I'm pushing fifty. <laughs> when, I'm pushing fifty when I poop. There's always some blood, so I'm definitely going number two in on this one. Oh Travis? shit! I'm not going number two. Uh, like I said, I mean the the original is one of my favorite horrors right. of all time, and the, I expected that going into this, but you know it's fun. Th- this movie is like a. A roller coaster ride for sure. It's it it's insane. The comedy is more prevalent. Prevalent. Ugh, can't even talk. Prevalent. <laughs> the pra, 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 pra. I've been so used to um, like the gritty nature of the first film compared to this one is like yeah. To be used to seeing a movie a certain way and then you totally flip the script in a great way. By the way, I right, love yeah. I love this totally. movie stylistically. I get it, like, dude. The first, I mean, already said, it. dude. Fuck, the first movie's yeah. a ten. Second movie's a ten. <laughs> this movie doesn't have anything that the first one has, though. Nothing. It doesn't have the iconic shots that you remember because it copied them. It doesn't have the iconic fucking sounds that the first one does. The camera going off, which which is a which is a disappointment. Yeah. So TCM two. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go with a nine. Because I Holy love it, mother of God, and I think it's awesome. And if I were to have to go number two, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna share. Yeah, yeah. Number two on them. Yep. For me, this movie's a ten for all the reasons that I've been the endless quotability, the style, the all that, uh, everything, everything about it for me is a ten. Other than the stuff that I pointed out that is silly, but <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about its flaws because it's still a ten. And I love it. So there you go. Yeah, both movies are tens, but I'm not going number two. There it is. Gotcha. Well, okay. So we have two of three of us going number two. So it looks like Travis is going to have a shit smeared face tonight. Um, uh oh. And that's okay. Got some poop on you there, bud. Probably not the first time. Uh, you know, but hey, that's all right. This was the nightclub covering Texas Chainsaw Part 2 for Halloween Havoc, motherfuckers. We went number two as best we could because, you know, you need to eat your wheat and your fiber. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Eat your wheat and your fiber to get that number two. (laughs) That's right. If you're storming through the fucking barren countryside of Texas and you're chopping people up, just remember to pop on the nightclub while you're driving from one town to the other, all right? That's all we want. Embrace the almighty dollar. You gotta go fast to catch it. I'm Rick the Prick. Bright lights, big titties. Woo! Lick my dog, will dog dick. <laughs> I feel like the Lord of the Harvest, but um, I don't know. I couldn't help myself from bringing everything fucking down. This has been <laughs> this has been fucking fun. I want to go number two next time. Or uh, well, we're gonna go number three at the end of the year, bitches. Yeah, that's a little tease for for the motherfuckers that keep listening year after year. Stay number spooky. Three. And, uh, what? Oh, what? Get, what? You go number three. You get to number three. You got you got to fucking a... jack off on a silver sphere because that's what you got to do. Uh, oh, his donut. All right. Yeah, bro. His donut. 
Got it. All Stay right. spooky and keep bringing it down. Bring it all down, Lord. Bring it all down. Bury the devil and Franklin. Bring it down. <laughs> she was my fave, but she knew. Red River Rock and Roll Request Line. This is Stretch.
There it is. Yeah. There's the cat's asshole. But we can't get away from it. 